Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Kayla's back, back, back. Tell tell everybody because <laughs> your girl needs to do something with this. Guys, it's it's been a minute. It's been some time, but I am back with the podcasting. And I gotta say, I kind of missed it. I feel like there's been so much that has just gone on in my life and like in my day-to-day since I last talked to you guys. I think the last time I uploaded a podcast was either before or during COVID and it's been three fucking years. Like it's about time for me to start doing something with this podcast again. So let me, you know, reintroduce myself. Allow me to reintroduce myself if you guys are a first time listener here. Hi, my name is Kayla Baker. I am a 26 year old. Guys, I'm 26. Oh my God. A 26 year old zillennial just trying to make it in Austin, Texas. And let me tell you, your girl is not, she's not doing too hot. Um, Really, I just want today's podcast episode to just be us catching up, you know, like good old, good old pals. I can't say gal pals because that's not woke of me. So good old pals, <laughs> my he, she, they, zen, za, zi, zo, donuts? I don't know. It, it's, I, I genuinely don't know, like, the appropriate pronouns because there's so many of them, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. We support everybody here on You'll Think Me Later, so don't cancel me, please. I haven't even started. Um, Yeah, dude, I don't even know. It's so weird. It feels so weird to just be sitting here recording, but I'm excited to get fucking back into it, y'all. I feel like there's so much random stuff and I'm in such like a weird state right now to where like I want to talk about it like we need to catch up on dating because your girl your girl got some stories for you okay talk about dating talk about my hoe phase because I went through one and she was dark Um, I want to talk about like where the fuck I am right now guys I'm in a beautiful beautiful lakeside apartment Um, I'm also in the process of possibly getting fired from my current job. So we don't know how long she'll stay here, but you know, it would be fun to talk about it anyway. How I went viral on TikTok for making fun of a girl eating a salad. Again, don't cancel me. It's just, there's so much to talk about. So literally strap the hell up. Let's get ready. Grab you some wine, grab your water, grab your charcuterie. And let's talk about it. Okay, so let's start by addressing the elephant in the room. Where the hell I have been. Honestly, y'all, I've been going through it. (laughs) Your girl has been going through it. I left off when I last talked to you guys. Um, I think I was in a slightly, uh, no, I was. I was going to say a slightly better mental position. I was not. I was, it was so bad. Uh, The last time that we talked, literally my parents 
and my younger sister was moving from Wisconsin to Austin. We were prepping for that. We were in the thick of COVID. That was a dark time. And I was just transitioning to a new job. TikTok was blowing up. I had short hair. Literally, y'all, all my hair broke off. That's neither here nor there. I just adopted two cats. I'm a mother now. I am a mom. And you'll probably hear them at some point in the background of this podcast. Their names are Jax and Jinx. Literally, check me out on Instagram at Kayla Baker. They are the loves of my life. And y'all need to give them all the attention. And... uh, Things were just, they were going. Um, I think in 2021, I genuinely hit rock bottom for me. Like I hit a low point. I was so depressed. I was suicidal. Like I remember sobbing, crying, like in bed, didn't want to leave, calling into work for like a week because I couldn't even fathom the strength to do anything more than get up and pee. Like I had to remind myself I am a pet mom and I have to take care of my children. Otherwise they will starve to muster up the energy to feed them. Like it was bad, you guys. It was so bad. And during this period in 2021, I actually was going, like I said, I was transitioning into a brand new job. I was working for the company Wix, who's like a website building company. And uh, I had just gotten into that job. It was literally the week before Christmas. I remember this vividly. And up until this point, I was really, really bad with my finances. I still am, but we're learning. And But I was like really bad. Like my account stayed overdrawn. It was not even funny. Like, I think at one point my account was overdrawn by like $400, $500. And this was the account I had growing up. Like, uh, it was with the credit union from back in Wisconsin. So this was the only bank account that I had at this point. And uh, they closed my checking account the week before Christmas. I hadn't bought anyone Christmas presents yet. This was the first Christmas with my entire family being down there. It was like the first whole Christmas we had since COVID and I couldn't buy anyone Christmas presents because they closed my checking account and I couldn't get my direct deposit. And let me tell you, your girl was frantic. Okay. I remember literally just like fucking losing it at this point. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I literally couldn't get my money. It was a whole thing. I didn't have any other options. I wind up getting an account with Chime, which if you guys don't know, Chime is like a online bank. It was one of the first online banks. That's like a genuine bank, not one of those like, what are they called? Like cash cards you can get at like Walmart and stuff. (laughs) No offense to people that have those, but Chime and which Chime, if you ever want to sponsor me, like, hi, I'm here. Or if you want to increase my spot me, because right now you guys have left me at 60 for the last like three years. I'd love to get up to the 200. Please and thank you. Um, anyway, we I wound up getting an account through Chime because it was the only place where I could get it set up ASAP. And uh, come to find out, we were trying to wire money into the Chime account. We couldn't wire money into the Chime account because they don't accept wires or they didn't at that time. I don't know if they still don't. And I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. So 
all that's going on. Luckily, my sister, she is literally the savior of my entire life. I love my big sister, Kyra. If you're listening to this, which I know you're not, but <laughs> if you were, um, the love I have for my big sister is honestly unhealthy. And I have no problem with that. Um, but shout out to her. She like let me borrow money and she literally, y'all, she paid for my rent. She was like, don't worry about it. I'm going to pay your rent. Like, we're going to get this taken care of. I'm going to give you money so you can go get Christmas presents. Like, it's fine. And I remember just like sobbing to be like, thank you. So that's happening. I'm flat broke. I'm borrowing money. My sister's paying my rent. I feel like a failure. Um, at this time, one of my guy friends who I actually ended our friendship with at this point, and me and this dude have been friends since like sophomore year of high school and we're now 22 (laughs) like however many years that is I ended that friendship he had just graduated college and uh, I was feeling all in my feels about not graduating college and feeling like I was a complete failure at life and I was doing nothing good for myself and I got into a huge fight with like my brother-in-law he wound up kicking me out of their house that was so dramatic for no reason like it was the dumbest argument ever and he doesn't even remember it now which I don't understand how men are like that like how can you be so hostile hostile is not the right word but like you know what I mean like how can you say you don't remember an argument that you had with someone when you know damn well you do like men mm. Mm. but uh, yeah wind up getting into this huge argument with him like I said I was feeling so depressed so suicidal I was feeling disgusting I was like this is rock bottom like if rock bottom had a basement that is where I am right now and I didn't know what the fuck to do and it was at that point that I was like you need to seek professional help so I wind up getting on antidepressants I started doing antidepressants I started um, just really trying to work on myself, doing basic hygiene stuff. I don't know if any of you guys listening have ever been depressed. I am actually diagnosed with uh, general anxiety disorder and clinical depression. So (laughs) your girl, when she goes through it, she goes through it. Also think I have ADHD, but we're still waiting for the verdict on that one. Anyway, when I was waiting for these antidepressants to kick in I was like trying to just really focus on keeping my apartment clean and tidy and really focusing on like what makes me happy I tried to get back into filming for like YouTube because I did YouTube videos and uh, trying to like take photos and do stuff on Instagram and started getting my nails done and trying to stay on top of getting my hair done and just really focusing on me it was also during that period of time that I decided that I was going to uh quote-unquote be like Stella and get her groove back and your girl entered her hoe phase which I'm gonna talk all about that in a different episode because we we gotta talk okay friend I have some words for the hoe phase that you go through when you're like 22 to like 24 anyway wind up like just going through it and uh, I wind up getting on like additional antidepressants really starting to work with like a therapist things were going great and then uh, after that it was just I 
I was just there. <laughs> I didn't feel like doing anything. I got really into TikTok. That was a huge thing on TikTok. I wind up having my first viral video. I think it has over like 500,000 views of this girl on TikTok putting an ungodly amount of olive oil in a salad that she was making. And I was just reacting to it. And that went viral. I've had a couple of other viral TikTok moments. I started dabbling in like freelance things, doing freelance marketing and uh, doing like mentorship and stuff for people. Um, I left my one job that I was working at at Wix, started working at the current company that I may or may not be getting fired from. We will see. And <laughs> everything else has kind of just been a whirlwind. You know, I, uh, throughout all this, I, I grew up, which is so crazy to think about. Like, I'm no longer a 22-year-old that to, thought she had the entire world ahead of her, but like, I'm 26 and I'm genuinely going through my midlife crisis. Like, I, you guys, I started profusely crying, profusely crying while listening to Ariana Grande, Be All Right. That song will mess you up. If you are going through it, Be All Right by Ariana Grande and uh, Be All Right, or I think it's just All Right, one of the two, by Kendrick Lamar. Ugh. One is going to make you ready to like beat up a stranger on the street. The other is going to make you just be so happy that you start crying. And that's how I felt. So that's literally what you guys missed in my life in 13 minutes or less. <laughs> I know that it was a very speedy like explanation as to what's been going on. But like I said, the big thing you guys need to know, I am medicated. Your girl is on an upper, a downer, and a mid-leveler. Um, and we can talk about getting into antidepressants and making that decision and what that's been like. Especially, I feel like being a person of color, being a Black girl, and, you know, realizing that I needed more than just therapy or even making the decision to do therapy. But not only that, being like, I need, you know, medication. I need an additional step to help take care of my mental health. I think that's huge to talk about, not only from a, you know, millennial perspective and dealing with that and like trying to explain to my parents, which thankfully my, my mom is a nurse practitioner. So she understands how modern medicine can help, but still explaining that like, no, this isn't a phase. No, I'm not just being dramatic. Yes. I'm genuinely depressed. And uh, having that conversation as well as being a person of color, you know, being black and having that conversation. And it's such a stigma in the black community. I think that's going to be its own podcast episode by itself. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that you guys missed. Oh my God, going back to my older sister, she had a fucking baby. She had a baby. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or on TikTok, again, at Kayla Baker, hit me up, you know, say hi. My nephew is hands down the cutest child I have ever seen in my entire life. And you can fight me on that. People on the street genuinely do like triple takes 
to look at him. He is angelic. He is a little cherub and I will go crazy should anything happen to this kid. Like he is the love of my life. He is my sun, my star, my moons. And he needs to get into modeling. And we've been telling my sister to get him into modeling because he is the most cutest thing ever. And no one can tell me any different. So yeah, I'm an aunt. Not only am I a mother, I'm an aunt. Think about it. Okay, so like I said before, um, I wanted this episode to really just be like, guess what? Your girl's back. Here's what you missed. And I feel like, you know... I feel like I have so much to say to catch up on, but also nothing because in my head, I genuinely think I blacked out the last like two years. <laughs> like they were just a blur of things. I think in the, in between 2021 and 2023, I became a hermit. Like I didn't go out as much. This is post ho phase. Let me preface that. I became a lover girl. I realized I am not for the streets. I am for the patio window because ain't no way am I getting close to the sidewalks. All right. I realize I'm, I'm a city girl in the sense that like, I need to be in a big city, but I am not a city girl. Okay. Like uh, young Miami JT. I am not a city girl. I can't get down with the girls and uh, that's okay. And I'm learning to like accept that and get okay with that and be like, you know what? We can move on it. I'm also really trying to, reinvent who I am and I feel like saying the term reinvent isn't good because I know who I am but I'm trying to get familiar with this new version of me if that makes sense like I am the person I've always been but I'm also someone new who I've never met before and I feel like that's such a weird place to be because it's it's like I'm so self-aware of the fact that me at 26 is so different for me at 23, me at 20, me at 16, 19. Like I'm different, obviously, because I grew up and I learned life lessons and I've matured. But at the same time, it's like, you're the same person that you've always been. Like you will always be and have always been Kayla motherfucking Baker. And that's that. And I'm just at this weird place where it's like, I'll look at myself in the mirror. And this is very much so like metaphorically, this is not physically, but I'll look myself in the mirror and be like, who is she? Like, who is she? What, what is it that makes you special? Like, what is it that makes you Kayla? And I don't know. And I feel like it's such a weird sensation to have. But again, this goes back to me being in my freaking quarter life crisis where I'm like in a weird stage of, do I want to have kids? Like, am I ready to get married? Do I want to be married? Do I want to settle down? Do I want to buy a house? Do I want to travel? Do I want to be on my hot girl shit? Like, what do I want? And I genuinely don't know, but you'll turn around and see people that are, you know, my age. I have people who are younger than me and they have settled down. They've gotten married. They have a house. They have kids. They have like, the white picket fence and the freaking tiny home and the green grass. And I'm like, dude, like these are flipping Pilates moms. And I'm up here taking a pole dancing class. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm not doing my 26 year old self justice 
because of what my peers are doing. And I feel almost as if I have this like internal clock that is just going through and it's being like, okay, you're close to 30. You're no longer closer to 20. You are on the uphill. Death is coming right around the corner. You are going to have all of your ovaries shiver up and die soon. Congratulations. You're never going to have kids. You're never going to get married. No one's going to want an old maiden. And it just cycles through my head repeatedly. And I don't know what the hell to do about it. And on one hand, it's like if I have this conversation with some of my best friends, like I've had this conversation with my friend, like my best friends, Sam and Riley and my best friend, Tammy, where I'm just like, yo, I'm going through it. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm never going to, you know, get married or have kids or have a husband or be financially stable or be able to go and invest or do any of these things that I want to do because I haven't done them yet. So it's like, how do I know I'm going to be able to do it, you know? And it's definitely humbling in this situation because, or not humbling, humbling is the bad word, but to some degree you feel happy because there's, there's a, company and misery. That's not the same. Misery loves company. (laughs) And my friends are also, you know, 26, 27, 28, and they're going through the same thing. So we're all just like, we're gonna die alone. And what are we gonna do? And you know, we're never going to have this like American dream of a life. Because literally the entire world is set up against us. And it's on fire 89.99% of the time. And like America is going to use up all of our like retirement fund and social security before we could even have it because we're broke and all these other things. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not alone. Like, thank God I am not the only one thinking these thoughts, but it sucks to think that you're thinking those thoughts. And I'll have this conversation with my mom or with my aunt or with my sister or just like older people, both guys and girls, because I don't discriminate. You guys are in happy marriages with your life together somewhat. So like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And they will tell me the same thing. It's like, what you're going through is normal. We all went through it. You're going to grow past it. You just got to tough it out. Everything will work itself out. And it's like, okay, yeah, I understand that everything is going to work itself out. And sure, I can be patient and, you know, wait for the big man upstairs to plop my Mr. Right in my lap. But I'm sorry. I want Mr. Right, Mr. Right now. I want that financial stability right now. I'm tired. I want to be able to go to the nail salon, go get my hair done, go into Louis Vuitton, buy a new bag, go and eat at a bougie little French bistro And then call my girlfriends and be like, yo, let's hop on the plane to Cancun for this weekend on my treat. Like, that's what I'm ready for. So can we just skip to that part? Or am I ever going to get to that part? Maybe I don't. You know, maybe I turn around and instead of being able to go out and uh, like take my friends on all expenses paid trips because I'm balling like that, I'm actually homeless and I'm just in a box and (laughs) I am going to amount to nothing. And, you know, my life is only going to go downhill from here. And I just don't know how to take that. Like, I'm trying so hard to not get lost 
and the what ifs and and the you know this may happen this could happen like letting my anxiety talk and get the best of me but god damn man i'm tired okay because it's hard it's so fucking hard to not get swept up in it because it's everywhere it's literally everywhere like I don't want to go on Facebook and see people that I went to high school with or I went to college with being in these lovey-dovey happy relationships because I'm like, how? Like, have you ever looked at a couple? And, you know, this is going to be one of those things where it's like, Kayla, you're being kind of mean. But, like, also, welcome to my podcast. And you look at them and you're like, yo, how did this happen? How did you pull this guy or how did you pull this girl? Because you are punching outside of your means right now. Make it make sense. Like I look at people on my 600 pound life and I'm like, they are three times my size and uh, so mean. And they are in these relationships. Granted, not all of them are happy and healthy, but still they pulled someone. They've had kids. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? The mean girls from high school, one of the mean girls I went to high school with, she's pregnant right now. And I'm like, how? I mean, I know how, like the technicalities behind getting pregnant, but like, how? (laughs) What did you do? Like, I moved. I started my life over. I went to a different state. I tried to become a new person. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I don't know. I just, I don't know. And I feel like to some degree, I'm also just very much so like trying too hard. And you have to sit back and be like, it will happen when it happens. And I can't control when it's going to happen. And that also leads to why all of my attempts at relationships have failed. Again, a different podcast episode. But uh, you sit back and you're like, okay, something Something's going to give and something's got to give. And I can't force it to happen, but God, do I wish I could. So I don't know. I genuinely don't know. That is what 26, 25, 24, 23 has been for me lately. Okay. It's been a clusterfuck of what am I doing? How can I figure my stuff out? How can I get better at this? And what comes next? And honestly, I have none of the answers. So this is one of those moments where y'all will have to circle back to me at the end of the year and we'll see if I've gotten any further. But as of right now, we're in month seven out of 12. And uh, Sister Girl is, she's struggling one bottle of wine at a time. All right, so something that I love doing, especially on TikTok, but just in general, is uh, getting on those uh, video trains of uh, am I the asshole stories. Like, I am here for it. Uh, The one podcast, Two Hot Takes, love them. They do Am I the Asshole. The Shits and Gig podcast, which is, ugh literally my favorite I'm gonna be so honest with you guys and this might you know come back and hurt me but also I am a 26 year old girl literally recording in her like second bedroom that sounds so bougie it's not 
in a second bedroom in Austin, Texas. This man will never hear the likes of me. But the men that do the Shits and Gigs podcast, Fuhad and James, but more importantly, Fuhad. Oh, that's what I want in a man. That is what I want in a man. Anyway, they do Am I the Asshole stories, and I absolutely love going through them and listening to them, and I figured I would do an Am I the Asshole story and, you know, give some advice. So if you guys listening ever want to send in advice or ask me for my opinion on stuff, definitely, you know, DM me on Instagram, again, at Kayla Baker. And uh, hit me up. Let me know what it is that you guys want to talk about. Send me your messages. It can be anonymous. That's totally fine. I love giving advice. So I would be happy to do it for you guys. All right, guys. So we're going to get right into this Am I the Asshole story. This one is Am I the Asshole for telling a friend that I didn't need a college degree to make six figures to find a partner? My 30 female friend, 30 female, okay, and I were having dinner and she was venting about the current dating climate. The current dating climate is trash, all right? Right off the bat, it's trash. So best of luck, sis. We've had this conversation numerous times. I always maintain the stance that I believe she has two major issues that get in the way of her dating success. One is her location. She lives in a transit city. It's not really the type of place that people settle down in. I believe the second issue is that she has a set of standards that don't really make sense. She she refuses, my bad, to date anyone that doesn't have a college degree, isn't making six figures, can't have kids, and can't have been married before. Honestly, I feel like that's not like too much to ask. Especially at 30, you know, you want someone who has a job. Now, do I necessarily think you need to have a college degree to have a good paying job? No, but all right, fair, whatever. She wants someone who is going to be financially stable and, you know, can match her income. I agree with that. I believe that you either have to make as much as me or make more than me. That's just me. Uh, Can't have kids. No one wants to deal with, you know, baby mama or baby daddy drama. I'm not mad at that. And, you know, trying to like bring in kids into it, especially at 30, you're still young. Like you're just coming out of your 20s. You're just getting into the swing of things. Having a child that's not even your kid and being a stepmom is a lot of responsibility to have. So I I get that and can have been married before. Fair enough. You don't want to deal with someone who was divorced. Because a lot of times people that went through divorce at that age, they don't want to get married again. So I personally, I'm not against what this girl is saying so far. That's just me. Those four things, especially the salary requirements, coupled with her living in a transit city, makes it kind of hard to find someone, in my opinion. So I had to look up what a transient or transcent city is. It's somebody that's there for a good time, not for a long time. So uh, people that are there for like very short stunts, maybe migrant workers, maybe someone that's only there in like the winter, um, farmers or like military guys, I guess, in this case. So I wonder where she lives. 
So during dinner, she says, it's crazy how I, college graduate with a six-figure income, can't find someone on my level interested in a long-term romantic relationship. Girly, say it louder for the people in the back, okay? Where are they at, though? I replied, I mean, what does your education and income have to do with anything? I'm married and I didn't graduate from college. I also didn't start making six figures until after I got married. Neither of those things say anything about the type of partner someone will be. Maybe not to you. Maybe not to you. But like, that's great that, you know, you were able to find someone and get married and they accepted you for who you are. And, you know, you were able to really skyrocket your career after you got married, but like what worked for you may not work for her. So I'm, I'm not mad at that. She said, wow, asshole move. It's different for you because you get whatever you want because you're pretty. Okay. (laughs) Okay. She lost me there. She then goes on a tirade about how I get everything in life handed to me because of my looks and special interests. I was stunned, speechless. She was taken aback. I finally replied, so you think I landed my career and husband because I'm conventionally attractive and artistic? Ma'am, why do you think you landed your husband? Your physical attraction had to come in there somewhere. Like if you were physically attractive to him, it it, it, it played a part, but like, I don't know your life story. So uh, whatever. I'm gonna say you started it. That's just me. Well, she said, well, yeah, to put it simply, if you're going to be an asshole, I'll be one right back. I'm mad at you, girl. I paid for dinner and left. Two of our mutual friends texted me saying I need to apologize because it's hard being single and I was being insensitive. So was I the asshole? Edit to add. The location is Las Vegas, Nevada. Girl, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Okay, I think you could find somebody in Las Vegas. Update. I spoke with my friend. I apologized for hurting her feelings and said my intention wasn't to hurt her. Good on you for being the bigger person. She told me that it was okay because she thinks I have undiagnosed autism. what what oh my god she's disrespectful that's just disrespectful she said that's the only reason i could have said what i said and not seen the harm in it i was on your friend's side up until that point that's just rude i just told her she's right and that i hope she can find what she's looking for yeah me and her are fucking done Okay, you know, that took that took a turn I wasn't expecting. I'm gonna be so honest with you. But personally, I think that I think it's hard for people in relationships, especially healthy, happy relationships, to truthfully understand the struggle that is trying to find a significant other in today's day and age. Like, shit's hard right now. It is hard out here for a pimp, okay? And uh, I feel like, uh, you know, because you're in a relationship and you're like, well, I found my person, then obviously, you know, it's proof that you'll find someone. You just have to be patient. And it's like, don't forget, 
how desperate and crawling up the walls you were when you were single. I also think as a friend, you know, regardless of your friend's expectations, even if you think that they are assuming way more than what they're probably going to get, you should always be the type of friend to hype them up and be like, yeah, girl, you deserve someone who has six figures. You deserve someone who's going to come with like no additional baggage. You deserve that because that's what I'd want from a friend. Like I want my girlfriends to be hyping me up the same way I hype them up. I don't want them to be like, oh, well you'll settle. Like, no, don't tell me I'll settle for someone. And that's literally what she was saying. So I think to that degree, the friend is not the asshole, but the, the original poster she is now the friend turning around and being like, you only got as far as you have because you're, pretty and artistic I'm curious to see what the girl does um but I think when it comes to like being an artist and selling your art you have to have some skills so girl was saying that because she was just hurt being attractive I guess homegirl the friend is just the is the dove maybe she's the ugly friend I don't know but I think both of them were in the wrong in separate parts homegirl calling her Having undiagnosed autism is just a violation to the highest degree. And that alone would have me, you know, given her the one, two left and right hook. Okay. But up until that point, they were mutually assholes, in my opinion. All right, y'all. So I want to round off the episode today by talking about my favorites because I have some favorite items that I'm not going to gatekeep and I'm going to tell y'all about it. So get ready. Okay. I have like three major items I'm going to talk about. Maybe four. First thing, my Kindle. I have fallen back in love with my Kindle, especially reading and reading like spicy, smutty books. Mom, if you're listening, your daughter is a whore, but (laughs) I have been loving it. I love the humor. I love the romance. I love the like just everything about it, the anticipation. I love it. So these are the books that I've been reading and I have been obsessed with. First and foremost, Talia Hibbert. Talia Hibbert. I hope I'm saying her name right. The author. Amazing. She is like my personal favorite right now. She is possibly one of the best that I've read thus far. Um, I finished a, a lot of her books in like a 48 hour period. So that's how you know I was obsessed. First, I read The Princess Trap, which is so good. It has a plus size, like curvilicious, confident main character, a prince, okay, who is giving all of the daddy dom vibes. Y'all, at one point, he straight up he straight up tells her, tell me what you need and I'll decide if I'll give it to you. And she and I both said, okay. (laughs) So I loved it. It's a quick read. It's like 300 pages. All of her books are pretty quick reads, but literally just so stinking good. Okay. All right. So the next thing that I've been loving, that's also by Talia Talia Hibbert, I'm gonna learn how to say your name, girl, is Get a Life, Chloe Brown. So good. Again, a curvy woman of color, plus size main character, 
this uh, handsome, beautiful, broken artist, talented, tattooed, 6'5", bona fide daddy material of a guy and their adorable love story. 10 out of 10. I also want to talk about my favorite product right now, which is the Dior lip balm. Oh my God. So again, shout out to my sister Kyra. She got me hooked on that. It's so good. It's so nice. Yes, it's $40. I bought it as a part of my birthday gift. I am obsessed with it. It's so good. It's, I just, I I have no words. Like my lips feel so luxurious with it. So treat yourself, invest in it. I bought the coral color. If you are my complexion or like someone that has you know, a darker complexion. Coral is so pretty. And it actually, in my opinion, looks better on darker skin than like a pink. Um, So I was obsessed with that. And now I want to get the Dior lip oil because I also know I'm going to be obsessed with that. The last thing that I have been obsessed with lately is pole dancing. Y'all, I started working the pole, not literally, but I started doing pole dancing classes and I signed up for ClassPass And I went to a local studio that's like so close to my house and the people there are amazing. I feel so strong just doing it. Like I've been working out and going to the gym, which is something that we will have a whole fitness episode where we talk about that. And I really want to bring in my best friend Riley because she was a personal trainer and she's actually my personal trainer right now to talk about it. But uh, I wanted to do something to help out with cardio and I hate running. I hate walking. I'm not doing the Stairmaster. I already walk up a flight of stairs to get to my apartment. That's close enough. So I decided to push myself out of my comfort zone and do pole dance. And it's so much fun. I'm literally doing a like six hour workshop on Saturday where I will be going and just like staying in the studio, learning how to work the pole. I'm going to be spinning and twirling and skirting all around the place so follow me on Instagram at Kayla Baker if you guys want to see more of that. Um, but I love it. So if you have been like wanting to go and do pole dancing, I 10 out of 10 recommend. It's something where at first you'll feel like really scared. But everyone, at least at the studio I went to, which is Inner Diva Studio, they are so nice. They're not judgy at all. Uh, My original pole instructor was this guy named Spice, who really was the spiciest little man I've ever met. But he was so nice and so funny and just like so encouraging. The next time I went, I went with uh, an instructor named Victoria, or she goes by Tori, also freaking amazing. So I'm so excited to continue on and I'll keep you guys updated as to how that's going as well as how my gym journey has been, because your girl has been in the gym, okay? And that is a development within itself. So be proud. All right, guys, that is today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to me again. I'm sorry if I was rambling for a bit there, but, you know, we had to rip off the Band-Aid. We had to get back into the swing of things. So definitely make sure that you are following the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, please go ahead and rate and review it five stars. 
would make me so happy. But, you know, be honest, leave your comments, give me feedback. I also promise that as we continue doing this, my cats will stop, you know, going crazy all over here. And uh, yeah, y'all follow me online. All of my socials will be down below. I'll also include some discount links to check out some of my favorite stuff. Um, But that's today's episode. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for welcoming me back with uh, open arms. And I'm so excited to get back into the You'll Thank Me Later podcast. Until next time, have a great day, guys. Love you. Bye.